COVID-19, of course, is impacting anything and everything right now, and uh, the court system is not immune. Here now to talk a little bit more about that is uh, Acumen Law's Kyla Lee, who actually just returned from a trip to Ohio herself. Kyla, thanks so much for joining me here. Thank you for having me. So you just got back from Ohio yesterday, so I think it's safe to say you're probably in self-quarantine right now. I am 14 days inside my house. It's going to be an adventure. <laughs> well, before we get into sort of what you're going to be doing over the course of that time, I just wanted to ask, you know, how, how was the trip home? What were things like in the airport as you finally were able to make your way back to Canada yesterday? I was pleasantly surprised that the airports were not completely crowded. Um, and at the Chicago airport, where I had a, a long layover, there were measures being put in place um, to help people with social distancing. Um, the, I, I spent some time in the airport lounge, and there was no buffet of food that there normally is. Instead, they had you know prepackaged snacks that they would hand out to people. So um, they were taking steps in Chicago. Yeah, when I went through the border in Vancouver, not so much <laughs> really yeah eh? because i would have expected you know at this point in time when we're, we're we're hearing from all our health professionals to if you're coming back from out of out of country to self-isolate you would think when you're coming off the plane that someone would be filling you in in case you have not necessarily heard all the up-to-date information about what's going on in canada you would hope that someone would be filling you in when you get off the plane but that that was not the case i guess for you it was not. All I was given was a pamphlet. I wasn't even told what it was. It was just shoved into my passport uh, after I went and spoke with the customs officer. And all it, it said was out-of-date information about, you know, you should self-isolate if you start to experience symptoms, which, of course, we know now is not the advice that governments are giving. Interesting. That is uh, interesting that they have not taken those steps. I'm sure they will soon, but that's... Uh not really soon enough, considering what they're saying to us right now. Now, I did want to ask, you know, you know you're going to be in isolation here for the next couple of weeks, 14 days. What does that do for you as a lawyer right now? I mean, to have to take two weeks off, I know you're still able to do some work from home, but you're not able to actually, you know, go to the courthouse and, and represent anyone. I mean, how is this going to impact you over the next couple of weeks? Well, it means that a lot of my trials have to be adjourned. And as soon as I heard about the self-isolation measure, I contacted prosecutors on all my trials in the next two weeks and said, here's a heads up about what's going to be happening on this uh, on this file. Um, and I'm not going to be coming to court. So I hope you're going to agree to an adjournment. Um, but this uh, late last night, the provincial court actually announced that a lot more than just my trials are going to be adjourned over the next uh, six weeks. Yeah, so that that was sort of my next point, is obviously this isn't just going to impact you. There are other lawyers in this province, in this country, who I'm sure have taken trips uh, outside of Canada in the last little while and have just returned to find themselves being asked to self-isolate for a couple of weeks. What is this going to do, I guess, you know, moving forward, when you are, in fact, able to go back to uh, representing clients and, and, and you know, being, being in trial? Uh, there's a lot of people who are probably going to be looking to reschedule things around the same time. I mean, uh, the court system already can be somewhat slow when talking about the judicial system here in Canada, and this is only going to make things worse. So for anything that's being adjourned right now as a result of social distancing measures, which includes, at this point, all non-urgent out-of-custody trials, small claims, 
uh, trials, family trials, all of those matters are going to be given priority when it comes to rescheduling. So the result is that we're going to see likely something of a domino effect where one trial is going to bump a trial that's set for after May 4th um, and things are going to be sort of pushed further and further into the future. The, the reality is that this will only have a short-term effect and everybody in the justice system recognizes that this is a necessary measure. It's contemplated by the Supreme Court of Canada in their decision in Jordan about delay that in exceptional circumstances, um, you don't count this towards the amount of time that that hits that ceiling where things have to be stayed for violating the right to be tried in unreasonable uh, amount of time. Now, does this, uh, I, I was curious about this as well, and you know, it might sound like a bit of a joke, but I, I am genuinely serious when I ask this question. Are there people or are there, you know, situations out there where someone might look at the fact that, uh, you know, if, if something were to, uh, were to happen or I was to start feeling ill and I had a court case tomorrow that I'm worried about, I could just say, well, you know what, I'm not feeling great. I have to self-isolate for two weeks and push things off. Do you, do you foresee that being something that some people out there may, quote unquote, take advantage of and, and try to maybe abuse this um, initiative here a little bit? I think so, but I think we would rather have, you know, the few people out there who are going to try and say, you know, fake sick to get out of court. We'd rather have them doing that than people who are actually sick or people who are unaware that they're sick because lots of people cannot be displaying symptoms and still be infected with the virus, um, come to court and put others at risk. And at the end of the day, the protection of vulnerable people in our justice systems and preventing this from spreading into our jails has to be the top priority. If a trial is adjourned a few months because of that, that's, you know, who cares? Right, right. Um, with that also being said, you know, there probably is going to be instances where someone may um, be sick and decide they should still go into work or they should still, um, you know, go in for trial. Um, what, what happens there in that situation? What do you think, I guess, courthouses should be doing or implementing to try and keep people as safe as possible? Is there anything that they can be doing or, or changing um, in order to do that? Right now, the courts have issued a directive that if you're sick, don't come to court. You can contact the courthouse, you can let them know that you're sick, and your matter will be adjourned. So if you're displaying symptoms, do not enter the courthouse. Don't. If you want to go watch a trial as a member of the public, don't do it if you're feeling sick or if you're displaying any symptoms. Um, the reality is that courts have, um, just like any other you know government-run organization, they have different levels of security uh, for issues like pandemics um, that rarely get used. Right now, they're set at a level two, which is basically, you know, we're making some modifications to our normal process. But if people are starting to come into the courthouse, if they're ignoring the directions that the court's giving, those levels are going to be increased. And eventually we might see either a complete shutdown of our court system or public members of the public being denied entry into courthouses, people having to appear by video instead of attending in person. And we don't want to have to get to that point. So it's best to just be respectful of everybody else. Um, with that in mind, and you, you brought up video conferencing, I guess, is that uh, a tool that could be pretty useful in times like this? Oh, absolutely. And we already have video conferencing that's used um, for people who are in custody where mm -hmm. they can connect via video conference from jails. That's now being used um, almost in all circumstances for people who are in custody to reduce the risks associated with transporting them, bringing them into the courthouse, um, all of that, to try again to keep this from spreading to the jail population. Um, so, uh, you know, video conferencing, we can expand use of this. And lawyers for a long time have been saying we need to use more technology in our courthouses to increase efficiency. This might 
in the end, be the impetus that gets that done. Interesting. Yeah, I guess, you know, there, are, there is always some positives to take out of any sort of negative situation. And, uh, yeah, that, that is a, an interesting point that this might uh, force people to take a, a second look at how things are operating now and find out what ways can, uh, can be used, what practices are being put in place now to see what's working well and make those changes accordingly because yeah like like you mentioned i mean there's probably a lot of instances where where technology could be used more effectively and it isn't now but this almost forces the hand to to make sure you're figuring out the best way to to go about using that technology that is available yes absolutely all right um well it's a it's an interesting and crazy situation out there what are you going to be up to here for the next 14 days i mean that's a long time i know you probably have some work to do but you can't just be working the whole time can you no, I won't be working the whole time. Uh, I'm going to finally catch up on some, uh, some Netflix, I think. Um, I'll be spending lots of time with my dog, who's uh, outside so he doesn't bark right now. Um, and, uh, I mean, in the meantime of all of that, I'll work on some of my writing and some of my personal projects and film some chip tasting videos. Perfect. Did you bring any good flavors back from the States with you? I did. I've got two uh, two new regional delicacies that I can't wait to try. All right. Well, I'll keep my eyes peeled to the YouTube channel and, and see how good they are. Thanks so much for doing this, Kyla. Really appreciate it. Best of luck here over the next week in, in keeping yourself busy, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll check in with you next Monday. Thanks. Have, <laughs> have a nice day. Yeah, you as well. That was Acumen Laws, Kyla Lee.